ketchup and mac and cheese on this consumer goods edition of Industry Focus. Greetings, fools. I am Sean O'Reilly, joining you from Fool Headquarters in beautiful Alexandria, Virginia, outside the nation's capital. I am here with the awesome Vincent Shen. How are you today, sir? I'm doing well, Sean. How are you? Not too bad. So uh, we got a bit of news this past week. Uh, Warren Buffett and 3G Capital, are uh, they're at it again. Yes, they are. Uh, this, this time, um, they are going after one of our Probably most beloved names in the I food grew industry, up on Spider-Man Mac and Cheese. Sp- <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Man Mac and Cheese, exactly. So uh, recently, uh, Heinz, which is owned by 3G and Berkshire Hathaway, has announced that it will be uh, joining with Kraft Foods in a uh, multi-billion dollar deal, one of the biggest of the year. Now, uh, the Heinz one was a legit leveraged buyout. There's a bunch of debt, private thing. Exactly. It's Heinz was taken private. Anymore. So that deal, which happened in 2013, saw 3G and Berkshire contribute about uh, $8.5 billion in equity equally. And also Berkshire took on a special uh, preferred, preferred shares yeah. that paid a very nice, hefty 9% yield. Warren Buffett's always liked those preferred shares. This has been a theme over the last 30 or 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so now we can actually, if we want to invest in Heinz... With the combined craft, we can actually do that now. So, what? Three G and Berkshire are going to own fifty-one percent. Public shareholders are own forty-eight, and then there's also some special dividend in here of some kind. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the combined company is going to have about twenty-eight billion dollars in sales. Absolutely massive. It makes it the third largest food this, company. This this company is going to take up half of every grocery store. <laughs> exactly. Um, third largest in the U.S., fifth largest worldwide. They're going to have eight one billion dollar brands. And five five hundred million to one billion dollar brands. As to, as for the deal itself, Heinz shareholders, including obviously like we've discussed, three G and, and Buffett, will hold about fifty one percent of the combined entity, and Kraft shareholders will have forty nine percent of the new Very company. Good. Now this, uh, I'm always amazed. Like this is not the first consumer goodsy buyout. I mean, we've had a slew of them these last few years. You got Reynolds American talking about joining up with Lorillard right now. 3G, of course, bought Heinz a few years ago. PetSmart, which is being bought by London-based BC Partners, they actually just closed on uh, March 11th. I didn't know that until recently, but uh, yeah, that just closed to 8.3 billion dollars. Um, so, you know, whenever I see something like this, I think of uh, you know, like in college when we all read Barbarians at the Gate about the buyout of RGR Nabisco and how the sky-high valuation that thing got. And, of course, they had to refinance all that debt in the early 90s. So it didn't quite work. But uh, what do the numbers on this deal look like? Is there, are they going to be able to pull this off and pay down the debt and, and, and make this work? Yeah, sure. So uh, after the so before the deal was announced, Kraft shares were trading about $61. And after the, deal, the day after the announcement of the deal, you know, they were immediately up immediately up about 36 percent a big yeah. part of that is going to be the special dividend that um buffett and 3g capital are, are funding for craft shareholders which amounts to about 16.50 per share um this the previous year craft earnings or performance was okay um they're they're trading at about 20 times pre-announcement but you know there was a big dip in their uh in their earnings and for 2014 uh, for, At least they're EBITDA, but yeah, you know. So the special dividend payout comes out to you know ten billion dollars, and ultimately 
for the total deal value, which is about $55 billion, it comes to a EV to EBITDA of about 24 times, which is pretty uh, high. It's pretty hefty. It's, ge- it's yeah. generally higher for uh, for Buffett deals, which people consider he, you know, he's a bargain hunter. Right. Uh, but overall, considering his investment, his original investment in Heinz with 3G Capital, it, it works out pretty well in his favor, considering, you know, based on an implied... Heinzcraft equity value of about ninety billion dollars. Um, this is getting up there for sure. Exactly, and then the fact that Heinz has, you know, currently private implied value about forty-five billion dollars based on the numbers in this deal. The fact that you know, through Warren uh, Berkshire and Three G only contributed about eight point five billion dollars plus the eight billion dollars for those preferred shares. Now they're looking at their value in Heinz being over thirty billion dollars. That's a pretty solid return that's a in win. just two years' time. Yeah, no, that's definitely a win. Um, and part of this big component, and uh, what I wanted to make our listeners aware of, is the game plan once they get in there. Um, 3G Capital is extremely well known for using what's called zero-based budgeting. This stuff is... Uh, I'm not sure I'd want to work at Kraft right now. Anyway, um, you basically... You slash costs that are so minute, like... No more free coffee, cheaper printer toner, like everything. And if you're a manager, you have to justify spending plans from scratch every single year. Yeah, exactly. The budgeting that they do, uh, you know, with these cost-cutting measures, it's not doesn't revolve on numbers relative to your previous year's budget. Right. Everything is done from scratch, and it, in some instances, companies that have used zero-based budgeting have gone down to the level of how much soap their employees use in the restrooms to uh, special permission to print color copies. So it it handles low-level stuff like that, and it handles yeah. stuff that affects, affects the management teams, like their use of, for example, corporate jets, how they fly, first-class economy. Uh, so Everybody's flying Southwest at Heinz now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so it's uh, they're expecting about... $1.5 billion in cost savings at the combined entity by 2017. That's or so 2016. Much. But that's so. how that's partially how they're paying for this. Like that's the game plan. You just do an LBO, you go in there and you cut costs. Exactly. Well, that's uh yeah, definitely one of their views I think also on why it might be worth the 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 added valuation that they had to to pay for the company cuz right. they think that this is possible that it'll be a good return. You know, these companies have some of the most well-known on three G, if if you had to pick a horse that could pull this off, they would be the guys. And there's a reason Buffett teamed up with them because their record with Burger King was awesome. Yep. They uh, they bought that company up for what four billion? Yeah, but I think only only four billion dollars, folks. Not a big deal. But uh, you know, they put a 33 year old young CEO, and before he actually made any decisions, he worked at a restaurant of Burger King for a couple of months. He cleaned the bathrooms, he, and then he you know concluded that they should simplify the menu. People were getting confused. I mean. They they're not afraid to get their hands dirty and actually get into the operations, the nitty gritty, and they're able to execute. Yeah, they've shown that they definitely have very good strategic acumen, and um, it's really interesting what you mentioned with the uh, the new CEO that they installed for Burger King and uh, Berkshire and, and, and Warren Buffett's had 
enjoyed some very solid returns working with 3G Capital. That he he also put some money into the uh, Hortons merger with Burger King too. Oh, he did. So yeah, this is David Daniel Schwartz we're talking about, folks. So the, you know they very sharp. They have a history of working together. Uh, there's been quotes from from Buffett indicating that he was interested in doing a friendly takeover, and here it is. Now it's it's Heinz Craft. Boom. Yeah, Buffett seems to have always been a fan of managers that can go in there and do the dirty work that he's not so great at. He did that like his first buyout was this company called Dempster Mill Manufacturing and he's like, oh I don't know, 30 at the time, 35, and he had his little Buffett partnerships and this is a windmill maker, windmill maker in western Nebraska and he just he's not good at firing people and cutting costs and everything and he found a guy that could do it and boom, it worked. Yeah, well, so, if he's got the He's he's been pulling this trick for 50 years is what I wanted to point out. <laughs> if he's got the overarching vision and you know the guy's amazing obviously can run all the numbers and he needs somebody to to execute and and handle the the operations and you know that works for him obviously. And this for this, you know, for these two companies, they have a lot of synergies obviously. They can do a lot of put uh, uh, put the the ketchup and the cheese on the same deri- delivery <laughs> truck. You're good to go. Well, yeah, you could put the Heinz ketchup on the Oscar Mayer hot dog. Awesome. And so the fact is Heinz also has a bigger global footprint. Uh, I think they do about 60% of their sales outside North America, whereas Kraft is much That's more domestically focused. That's uh, global play. Yeah, exactly. That's you good. Know. So hopefully that allows uh, Heinz to basically, or the combined entity, to sell Kraft goods in the international markets. They'll have plenty of opportunities to reduce redundant uh, facilities and also cut some uh, some of the workforce as well, most likely to streamline things. So, uh, before we move on, what were you telling me about, uh, I just wanted our listeners to know about this, what were you telling me about 3G's connections to, like, essentially the world's richest people and how they raise their money? <laughs> sure, sure. So, I, that was something that I uh, saw that was particularly interesting. You know, private equity companies, uh, they usually raise their, when they raise their funds for some of these buyout, uh, for these buyouts, they go to you know a large number of wealthy investors, whereas 3G Capital kind of has the connections to basically the ultra wealthy families and individuals in the world. Who so they kind of go to a uh, a base of maybe three dozen of these ultra wealthy families, individuals, people like uh, William Ackman, even tennis star Roger Federer, and Jeez. they get big investments from a smaller number of these ultra ultra wealthy investors to work on these deals and. You know, things are working pretty well for them and, and the people who are investing with them, of course. Arguably very well. So uh, uh, let's bring it back around to investing. Are you gonna are you gonna buy into this thing once all is said and done? Oh, for the new entity? Yeah. Uh that's and it, the thing is they do have some some headwinds, you know consumer tastes in this country. And I also think abroad in some areas are changing. You know, people don't want processed foods, they don't want to pay more for processed foods, they want uh, they want that Chipotle, are sustainably <laughs> sourced, exactly. Sustainably sourced, healthy. Uh, that's definitely not their strong suit. But the fact is, changes like that don't ho- happen overnight. And I do think that the combined entity will have time. Heinzcraft will have time to basically make the adjustments, release new products. Y- you don't develop the brand portfolios that these companies have and expect that they're just going to completely fall out of sight in right. a few years. Yeah, they have plenty no of time and plenty of, you know, consumer. Shopping awareness essentially to to right the ship because yeah. so you know previously for for especially for craft it's seeing earnings growth maybe in the mid single digits nothing that impressive which is another reason good why good year is four <laughs> percent exactly so that's it, another reason why people are kind of questioning hey you know 
was it really worth paying the 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 billions and billions for this deal? Like maybe they overpaid, but I think that all in all, they'll be able to leverage you know their brands, the their names, the the more efficient operations in order to to make things work. Yeah, I don't think uh, buying shares in this thing will get you know rich overnight, but I. The foolish takeaway here for me is that there's a reason consumer goods companies have been the subject to so many leverage buyouts going back to you know the '80s with Argyre and Nabisco and paying you know billions upon billions of dollars for cigarettes and Oreo cookies. Um, the reason is they're predictable cash flows with these these brands. Like you cannot kill Oreo. There's just no way, and there's no way that Heinz ketchup's going anywhere. Um, so that's not to say uh, you know we should all go out and try to do a leveraged buyout or anything, but uh, it just seems like CG companies uh, with these timeless brands make for great cornerstones of any kind of foolish long-term portfolio. Yeah, and there you know there are people who've looked historically at M and A transactions, and just like you said, some of these consumer brands, sorry, these consumer companies with really strong brands, they tend to do well because they have that that stickiness. It's the one thing that can actually work with an LBO. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well, uh, before we go, I have a couple of special announcements. For those of you that have questions and want to write into the industry focus team, uh, for in particular consumer goods edition in our case, uh, you have now email us at industryfocus at fool.com, and we would love to answer your questions on the air. And uh, that is it for us, Fools. Before we go, I wanted to make our listeners aware of a special offer available to all industry-focused listeners for a subscription to the Motley Fool's top-performing stock advisor newsletter. Just head over to focus.fool.com to learn more about the special offer. And as always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have former recommendations for or against these stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For Vincent Shen, I am Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening, and Fool on!